Hello, 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 and good morning. Welcome to Reveal and Heal. You know, you can't heal if you won't reveal. I'm Coach Dan. I have an amazing guest today, y'all. Dr. Tamika Duncan is in the building. She has a story of her very own. It belongs to her. The topic that God gave me for her is, it's not about you. Y'all, clearly that's, that's going to speak to many that's listening because your story is not about you. You need to understand. You need to be put in place today and understanding everything that you go through. It's not about you. It's not about you. Please hear me this morning. Go ahead and tag your friends, tag your family, tag your foes. Everybody needs to hear this word that the Lord has given my sister to share this morning. You know, the reason for revealing heal is to inspire, motivate, and encourage you to embrace your truth, embrace your story. There's no reason to be ashamed of your overcoming. You have overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. You are here. If the blood is running warm in your veins, you need to tell the Lord, thank you. Sis, thank you so much for embracing and, you know, sharing this platform with me this morning. You know, I'm just so honored that you are even willing to be transparent with the people this morning and giving them something that's going to help them, you know, today, tomorrow, this week, along the way, something that they can eat and chew on for a while. You know what I'm saying? And I want you to just feel totally liberated to allow God, you know, to have his way with you. Please share with the people who you are. Good morning, everyone. My name is Dr. Tamika Duncan, and I am a mother, I am a friend, I am an author, I am a mentor, and I have been through some things to where I know that my story will to be able to help somebody else dealing with grief, um, with children, um, just dealing with different aspects in business, um, and allowing God to prune me, as I would say, to become better or to do something to where he gets the glory, not where I get the glory. And understanding that through my stories, that somebody out there is going through the same thing, but don't know what to do or what tools to use to get there. So I am honored, pleasure to be able to share my story, to be able to help someone out there, to be able to help them get free. Um, and knowing that it's not about us, it's not about you, and that our stories that we go through, our trials, our obstacles, is for somebody else. Every day we go through something and we don't think about, we don't think about uh, what we go through. We ask God, like, why me, God? Why do you allow this to happen? And not knowing that that one thing that you're going through, somebody in another state, somebody in your city is going through the same thing, but don't know what to do. They don't have the guidance that you may have had. They don't have no prayer partner that you may have to pull you through and get you through it. So what happens to the souls that don't have nobody? What happens to those souls that's asking God, God, where are you? God, I need you. And not knowing that that process that we go through sometimes is not quick. I, I don't know any process that's quick, but what happens to you or uh, individual that don't know how to go through the process with strength and with peace and having some type of direction and having someone being honest and saying, listen, listen, sis, listen, bro, 
this unfortunate. You're going to have to go through this, but talk to God and understand. See, this is the thing. We go through things and, and this is the upbringing of what we've been told to do. Just go pray about it and give it to Jesus. So my thing with that is, is when you go through that trial at that instant, I know and people know that you don't call on Jesus on the first time. I know that you're going to be angry. You probably ain't even thinking about God at that moment. So that part of uh, transparency is that I think people want to hear. So what did you do when you went through this? Did you curse God? Was you angry at God? What did you do to get through? And that's what people want to hear. They don't want to hear, go apply this scripture, go apply that scripture. They want to hear, what did you do? What was you thinking during that time? What did you go through? So I think sharing that and be able to help people understand that God is always present. He's always there through everything we feel. It's just being true to yourself and accepting what has taken place, whether it be good or bad. You know what? I heard you say that our stories uh, pretty much is the author of many books. Our stories are the testimonies that we leave behind. Our stories are legacy. Our mm. stories are instruction and direct. It's like nothing that we go through is new under the sun. Right. Somebody. And when you share your story, people are given insight on certain things and you know what they need to do. I believe it's so very important that we share so that people can see that there's hope. Yes. And if God through, he will for you as well because he is no respect the person. My question was, is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. In a nutshell. Okay, so nutshell. let's talk about what this topic means to you. At what point in your life when you when you decided, you know what? I have been selfish. I have been, you know, somewhat arrogant about me, 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 me. Not understanding the plan of God for my life or the purpose for my life. In what, what part of your life, uh, a testimony of transparency that you'd be willing to share with us, where it, it was like, wait a minute, it's not about me. Um, that very moment, I was um, going through a divorce um, with my ex-husband, who's no longer here. And I didn't really quite understand. Nobody knew that I was going through a divorce because I carried it well. Um, but in my time, I was asking God to help me through this, like, I don't want to hear from the church people because, and I, and I said the church people, the people that was in the building, when I went to search for help, I didn't get the help. I got, well, just keep praying. I got every, just read. I was like, no, 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 no. Once the man leaves the household, do you understand what it takes to get him back? So for me, I said, okay, God, I'm going to need you to help me through this. And then that time, through that, that year and a half process, I learned that my story wasn't about me. That when everything was finalized, right? So when everything was finalized and 
my ex-husband had someone else, I was the one that had to encourage her. I was the one that had to help her when he needed something. And people was like, how can you do that? Listen, that's God. That's not me. My issue not with her. So if God is using me to be that light and that vessel to minister to her, of course. And, and, I, and I think what happens is that nobody wants, nobody doesn't, because we're caught up in our emotions, because we women, we're, we're highly emotional. We are emotional creatures. But God gave me the strength to communicate, to deal with the other woman, to like we were doing everything to where we became close friends. And that comes with maturity as well. Um, doing that, I had kids. So it's like that bitterness and that anger, my angry, I wasn't angry at her. I wasn't bitter at her. I was bitter with him. But I asked God to like kind of help me with that because at the end of the day, it's about my kids. It wasn't about me again. It never was about me. And what I realized is that maybe two years later after that, someone called me and was going through the same exact thing. And they was ready to go hood. They was ready to slash tires. They was ready to go. All I said, that's not worth your freedom. And I said, allow, you know, I prayed with her and asked God to give her the strength and the grace to carry it through. Because yes, listen, it was painful. I cried many nights. It took me five years to completely be healed from that marriage. I mean, like completely healed to where it didn't bother me to see him with another woman, knowing that I had kids with him. And even though we co-parented very well, I was the one at the end of the day. He has, he, oh, he's been gone 10 months. I was the one that had to put everybody together. I was the one that called the other kids mom. I was the one that called these women together to deliver the message. So understand is that it never was about me at the beginning. It never was about me. It's like God kept telling me, this ain't about you. It's another woman out there that's going through what you're going through. So what are you going to tell her? Are you going to share your tool that you've done? The late night crime, you know, re constantly reading the word, constantly asking God to help me get through, give me the strength to get through, and it was a day-by-day day process. And what that did was, as God was healing my heart, I forgot to ask to, to, to renew my mind. I forgot to ask that. So mentally, there were, there were, it still was in my subconscious. It was like it was playing over and over again. And then I had to realize, okay, wait, wait, wait. Why is this key? Why am I keep getting this in memory? Why does this keep happening? And once God, like I had really had to go to God, said, God needs you to help me. Why am I still? He said, because you didn't ask me to renew your mind. You just asked me to heal your heart. So once you allow me to do that, I'm doing both. And then the process goes on. It was a day by day thing. So no matter what I did, I was able to co-parent. I was able to do things that probably most women won't do. And that's because God graced me for that. You know, he gave me the strength to do it and not, not have any type of feelings or feeling any bitterness. And I did it proudly. 
having that, loving that woman enough just to be respectful and be mature enough to share that love God gave us. God loves to give us this unconditional love. He loves us in spite of all of our flaws. He loves us in spite of all the mess we made. So why can't we exemplify the same type of love? That's the first time you found out that it wasn't about you, right? Yes. You know, you're speaking to not just women, but men. You're speaking to everyone. Mm -hmm. That is a very familiar story when it comes to forgiveness, when it comes to the process of assessing. And it's it's like, you know, evaluating. It's like, you know, checking yourself. Because that's when you really gotta, yeah. you know, draw to where like, why am I even living? Why am I even here? You know, it's like surely I'm not here to be hateful and to be mean, you know, and not be a helping hand or to pay it forward. And you, you, you broke it down. Right. I just to everyone that's listening, if you're just tuning in, you're tuned in to reveal and heal podcast with Coach Deb and Dr. Tamika Duncan. We are talking about the topic, it's not about you. And that's a that's a topic that you cause some irritation where you know some people might feel offended by it, but we need to be we need to face the truth this morning that even living is not about us. We need right. to question is in vain if we're not using our trials and our stories that we go through, our testimonies, if we're not using what we get, we go through to help other people. We need to question if our living is in vain. We really do. Right. There, are steps, there are tools that we need to be helping other people get through some stuff. It's about your stories, which are not your stories. Yes. The process of healing. You were still going through, but yet you helped somebody. And it helped you. Yeah, yeah. The healing yes. process is necessary. That is so beautiful. That you were a bigger person. God set that whole thing up. He set that whole yeah. thing up. You could have failed. You could have failed and yeah. it would have been something else. It would have been something else. Wow. And you know, the thing about it is, and it's not always the same thing that people go through that we went through, but the process is still the same. Yes, it is. It's still the same. Thank God you know God. It's so important for us to have good people in our lives that speak life into us. Because death and life is in the power of the time. You got to be careful what you say to people. You can't always be revengeful. You can't never be. Let me fix that. You can't never be revengeful. You can't say, girl, if it was me. Oh, honey, if it was me. You don't know what you would do if you were in someone's situation. So to share with the people how this is, sure how this has helped you. You know, by God, just bring that thing around. It's like, oh my God, I was married to this man and now I'm buried him. It's like I'm having to coach and counsel other people that my husband have slept with and dealt with. I'm the one that's keeping peace and bringing everybody together. Sis, what has this done for your spiritual walk? What has this done for you as a human being? I can't even begin to tell you like what 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 I when that happened, it was just something in me I automatically did. I didn't even question, I didn't think of I I don't I can't even begin to explain like when that happened, I felt like my life like was falling apart. I felt like I felt like my life was ending, to be honest. Because I was trying to understand God, how I'm gonna do this without him. How I'm gonna raise my son without him. And at, at the same time, still communicating with 
the other women and his wife and not feel some type of way. How, like it was, I just did it with no question, with no thought. I just did it. And that shows, and this is why when people marry for purpose and, and for whatever reason out of that spouse, don't do the part that God needs them to do. And it doesn't work out. You, it's like, it's still purpose at the end of the day, even though, you know, we made, we made a decision based on at that moment, what was going on instead of like really going to God and, and asking for guidance and so forth. Neither one of us did that. I was just trying to get out is what I was trying to do, but not knowing when he told God he was ready to leave this earth. I was the one that had to make the decisions. I had to help make decisions that I wasn't comfortable with. I'm the one that had to communicate things that I wasn't comfortable with. And it's like, at that moment, I said, God, I need help. Even though God prepared me, I still wasn't ready. Like I still wasn't ready. And it's like, God, how do I do this without him? And before he took his last words, he said, you're going to do it and you're going to do it well, because I know you can do it. So understanding that you're being the light and, 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 and leaving something powerful. And even now it's going on a year. I'm a totally different person. But Steve, if you'd have caught me last year, I, I was in the whole depression mode. I didn't want to get up out of my bed. I didn't want to mother my children because I was still trying to figure out the person that I love, my first love, how am I going to function? And he's not present. I can't pick up the phone and say, hey, what you doing? Or, hey, the kids are doing this. Like, I, I was trying to understand that. I didn't understand. Am I grieving right? Am I thinking right? Like, God, help me through this. Like, the understanding about getting help and, and talking with someone of, about the things that you're going through. Like, I was angry. I wasn't angry at God. I was angry. I wasn't angry at God. I was angry at the situation. I was angry because I felt like I was supposed to did something more and I couldn't. So it's just like, okay, what do I do now? Like, what do I do now? Like, how do I move on from this? And God put people around my life. I was really asking God, how do I get through this? How do I cope without my kid's father without my the person that I co-parent with how do I um I look at my son every day and see his and see his dad's features like how like how do what do I do because he my dad my son was with his dad so I got I asked God to help me to put people in my space to help me cope um I got a grieving counselor um I invested into a therapist I journaled um, and it was a journey. You know, I had people praying for me and uplifting me. And they, un- I, I felt like nobody understood. I felt like nobody understand what I was going through. When I know it was millions of people out there that understood what I was going through. But that's how I felt. Because when our loved ones die, we do. We get angry with God if we don't, if we don't know God and have a relationship with God and understand that we're only here temporarily. When you don't understand that, you're going to be angry with God. You're going to try to figure out why'd you let him be and understand that this may be a little, I ain't going to say deep, but people understand when our loved ones get sick and we ask God to heal them and they, they don't get healed. We blame God because they didn't get healed. And I learned doing that process is that spiritually so that person made a conscious decision and told God that they're ready to go. And we have to be okay uh. with that. 
and they don't teach that about they don't teach that in the church but understanding that we're angry with god when their spirit man made us told god i'm ready to leave this earthly this earthly realm because we're only here temporarily to to fulfill our purpose so when we learn that and, and being okay, yes, sometimes people die before their time, but you got to understand that full process. And when at that moment, when I said, God, I don't want to be in this depressed mode. I don't want to be in this oppression. Why? Because I knew I had purpose too. I had children that have purpose. And if I fall, what's going to happen to them? So in November, I, I, I got healed from that. I was able to be, to be able to move. I was able to talk. Listen. I couldn't even talk about it without crying. Wow. So come on. Right. Let's go. I couldn't even talk about it. So right now it's been 10 months and I could talk about it and share it with anybody and not shed a tear. Yes, I have moments and I'm still going to have moments, but I don't dwell in it. I don't let it consume me so I can't do my daily functions. And grief is, is not a temper. It's a ever, it's always a process. And grieving. Everybody goes through a different process. You got the anger, you got the denial. Try to accept that one, I can't pick up the phone. Two, when I see my son and he accomplished something, or when my daughter accomplishes something, I can't pick up the phone and celebrate. So just understand that process of asking God to guide me through, help me through. And another thing of getting help, and I, I spoke on this briefly. Um, on my podcast about getting help. Yes, I have a relationship with God. Please don't get it twisted. But there are things in life where it will consume you and you don't even have the strength to even push through. I have the strength to even do your daily functions. So understanding that, okay, I need to talk to somebody to help me through this to make sure I'm making the right decision. And it's just, it's guidance. And you can have your therapist help you make sure you're making the right decision to help you to, to steer you in the right direction. Because at, at those moments, our thoughts are not good. Our thoughts of like, I want to end my life. Our thoughts is like, why am I here? I don't have any purpose. So having a grief counselor, having a therapist, because I can listen, I can understand how easy the enemy can creep in and have you thinking negative it can eat one little thing can turn your whole world upside down if you don't have a relationship with god because i was thinking like how do as a minister like how am i going through this god am i doing it right am i thinking wrong and this is just me thinking to myself not knowing that there's a whole process to grieving. So understanding that there's a whole process to this grieving thing. So God helped me get through it tonight. I just speak about it. And to help another parent that has grieved, that has lost uh, a spouse or lost a loved one to where they are helping and they're coping with it. And God is... Uh, um, Chandler Moore has this song um, saying it's okay not to be okay. Knowing that during that time I played that song to death because at that moment I realized it's okay for me not to be okay at that moment. It was okay for me to feel what I was feeling 
it was okay for me to be angry, but I had to ask God to release those things for me because I knew it was more, it was something, something purposeful behind it. And for me to be the light in the midst of all of that, in the midst of the, in, in the midst of the light of, I had to do the scripture at his funeral. And I was like, God, I don't think I'm even mentally capable enough of doing that. And, and God said, yeah, you are. I'm a grace for it. I called you because they need to see who I am. They Come need to see. Now. They need to see me through you. And many people's like, girl, I would be so angry. I would be mad. Listen, I can't. That's not. I can't. I, I was upset. I was angry for a while, but I had to ask God to help me because one, I was angry with the wife. Um, to be even more transparent, because I felt like it could have been prevented, and nobody reached out to me to want to make sure my son was okay, to let me know that there was a problem. So me being angry at her, I had to forgive her because I don't know what she was dealing with. So I had to forgive her like God forgave me. I had to forgive myself because I was blaming myself because I knew I, something could have been done and I didn't do, but I was blaming myself, but I didn't know. So how can I was blaming, mentally I was blaming myself because I did not reach out. I didn't try. So once I did, and that was part of a session that I had to do. I had to write a letter. So for those out there that's going through a grieving process and you blaming yourself, write a letter on how you feel, what it made you feel like. And you can either burn it or throw it away because that releases that anger, that anger that you go through, that you feel. And I've always said, you can have a moment, but don't stay in the moment. When you stand them on that, leaves the enemy all open to come and attack your mind and to make you think that you can't do it, to make you think that it's not possible. So I'm here today all because of God, not me. And to understand that it's not about me, that my grieving process is to help somebody else grieve and show them how to grieve because they don't know how to cope. It takes people years, years to get over a lost loved one. Never get over it. I watched my mom go through a grieving process when we lost my stepdad. And it's been two decades since he's been gone. So I know on both ends how to be there, checking up on your loved ones, not forgetting about them, keeping them covered in prayer because God wants to use you to be the cycle breaker. God wants to use you to be the, the curse breaker, to break those generational curses, those generational cycles that we're afraid to admit that we sleep under the rug. And we just think that it just it keeps happening. Cycles keep happening because nobody's taking the stand and say enough is enough. My children are not going to do the same thing that I did. And the buck stops here. So are we going to be cycle breakers and chain breakers? Are we going to be petty breakers and be like, God, I can't do this. God, this too much. Well, he called you to be the cycle breaker. He called you to recognize the patterns of the things that our families go through. He, he, he conditioned each and every one of us to go through things. And he allowed these things to happen for us to recognize who he is in him and ask for those instructions on how to break this thing. Because the enemy wants to bring division in the family. The enemy doesn't want us to know who we are. So if, we, if he keep us muzzled where we don't share our story, if he keep us muzzled where we don't tell what happened, we don't get to see 
that person be set free. We just muzzle because we're 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 thinking about what others think, and we're we're thinking about are you saying it right? We're thinking about all these things that are really irrelevant. Who says? You have really defined the example of what it means when you have an understanding. That's how we know. That's how we know we finally get it. And it explains why we go through and survive and how important it is for your story to be told. Because you may not meet the people that need your story. But by telling your story, it's like, wow, thank you, God. Now I know what to do. Because it's not something you wake up and know what to do about anything. When you wake up in the morning, it is all new. But one thing about God, he will give you the grace to do do what he has called you to do. You have to have a prayer life. You got to have some kind of prayer life, you know, because you can't just assume you know. You got to pray for direction. You got to pray for instruction. I am just so elated and I'm just so over the top right now with you sharing your story and your transparency and how it's like, this is why. What you went through, if there's no other truth to why you went through what you went through, you are touching global audience right now, international audience right now, worldwide audience. That's who you're sharing. People you will never meet. And they've been praying for answers on how to deal and cope. Since tell everyone how you, what what do you want said about you when your work is done down here? I've always thought about this. I want people to remember me about she always went the extra mile, above and beyond, being able to help another vessel, no matter what it is. Um, Leaving that legacy that people remember me by well, Tamika, I remember she, you know, she helped me in this area. So just being a minister of help in any situation um, is what I want people to remember me by because my kids see what I do. My kids see me help other people, children. So it's not only just about, it's, it's, again, it's not about me. So the legacy I'm leaving behind to show my kids, when you bless and you point to somebody else, they're going to remember that. So that's what I want people to remember me by. That, oh yeah, that girl right there, she, she helped me. She helped me get through something or she helped me with some groceries. That legacy of helping and showing that unconditional love about looking at their situation, not concerned about what they got going on. God tell me to help that person. I'm going to help. I just thank God that you and so many like you are just willing to just lay it on the table. Put it on out there. You can sleep at night and you can feel like you're doing your part. Right. Because we, we can't go knock on everybody's door. We can't right. be on everybody, right? But one thing about our story, it belongs to us. And we have the authority to tell it. Yep. And I'm being obedient today. I thank you for sharing today. God bless you for it. Please let the people know how they can follow you and how they can reach you for, you know, speaking engagement. Um, all of my, my Facebook handle is Tamika Duncan. Um, I do have a page, it's Tamika Duncan Ministries. That's on Facebook. On Instagram, it is Duncan Tamika Doctor 13 on Instagram. On TikTok, it's Pretty Lady Duncan. 
So if anybody wants to um, contact me for engagements, they can reach me via email at Tamika Duncan Ministries um, at gmail.com. If you want to send a prayer request, you can go on TamikaDuncanMinistries.com and put in your prayer request, and we will be praying for it. And every Sunday morning, we have the King Warrior Show, where we do Sunday morning inspiration, where we give encouraging words for the week to the nations. Um, so if you guys, you can DM me on Instagram. You can DM me on, on Facebook. It's Tamika Duncan on Facebook, and I will be more than happy to assist if I am excited. Um, I have some things lined up to do this year um, with more in the community, but as far as mentoring our youth, because youth is where actually where my heart is, um, because our youth needs us, our youth needs a mother's love. And a mother's love is just simply loving on them where they're at, because it takes a village. That and when we realize that it takes a village. As a parent, we won't feel offended when another parent comes in and try to assist. And it doesn't mean that you are a bad parent. It just means you need a little assistance. Because sometimes our, the, youth, these, the youth right now are out of control. They, they feel like they're on the same level as you. So sometimes it takes somebody from the outside to come in and talk with your your daughter or your son. And it's like the people understood that our youth, like, and everybody's situation is different. You have parents, they're single parents, that they're working two or three jobs to take care of their household, but not understanding that lack of time spent with that child, that you're giving it to the streets or you, their child's giving it to social media. So when their child start doing different things, they're not understanding why is because time spent with your child, 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day, um, that's needed. They remember that. They don't want to see mama always working. Having communication and conversating with your kids are, is so vital. So um, having those things and being a parent and understanding takes a village and nobody's going to take your place. We just want to assist and help. There you have it. I want to thank you once again for sharing your story. We're going to do work together. I'm definitely going to be in touch with you. I appreciate everything that you are doing. And listen, I salute, I salute you, sister, being an overcomer. And you know what? You just get ready for the things that God has in store for you because you've said yes to his will and yes to his way. When you are transparent about your story, shoot, it's like, okay, God, what's next? Because right. at the end of the day, you don't want when you ain't ready, when you're when you're not ready for next level, you're not gonna be honest. You're gonna you're gonna be tell, telling somebody's story. Every time you open your mouth, you're talking about somebody else's story. You know, you, right. you about you know what what you admire about other people and what you wish that you could do. Right. The um, Monday motivation quote, ladies and gentlemen, is there is nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with evil about having a bad day. There's everything wrong with making others to have it with you. And that's by Neil Cavado. Let me just tell you, for those of you that are listening this morning, don't curse your trials. Don't curse the very things that shape and mold you. Because see, 
God is setting up a platform for you to share your story with someone else that's going through or been through what you have gone through. I believe that many are called, but few are chosen. And when you are called and you are chosen and you go through that thing, it's somebody waiting on the other side that you need to take up under your wings and share. If God did it for me, he will do it for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Coach Deb, and you have been listening to the Reveal and Heal podcast. And you know you can't heal if you won't reveal. Please follow us on all major podcast outlets. Please follow us on YouTube channel. Go in there, like, and subscribe. I need you, Dr. Tim- Dr. Tamika, to go on YouTube and do like and subscribe because your show is going to show on there for other people to go and listen and see over and over and over again. For those of you that are listening out there, I would love to hear your story. Please go to Deborah Brat Montgomery or go to uh, Relationship Lounge uh, page, Facebook page, and just DM me and let me know. Coach, I would love to share my story. Once again, thank you for tuning in. I'm Coach Deb. Remember to love yourself, love everybody, and be an example. Have an amazing day. You deserve it. Thank you, doctor. Thank you.